So I'm going to pray tonight, right? You're going to get the same message, so those who are with us, you'll get a repeat. But I'm going to add to it, okay, so it won't be. I don't think I ever preached the same message twice, and it comes out the same anyway. So, But I do believe that, that the Lord has us in a good season, ready? A really, really good season. You know whose breath is in your lungs? It's God's breath, right? And so we're going to learn tonight just what the breath of God looks like on a people. And we're going to enter into that. And there's going to be impartation tonight. I know it. Because I tell you, it was, I'm, I think I got changed last night. How many get changed? I don't know. I don't know. Preachers get changed by their own message. I don't know. That's strange. But I, I, there was something that happened. It was significant. I woke up with it on me. I just can't shake and I feel like it is an hour someone put that on there you know on the as I did a, a short video today and which I never do but I just totally believe that we're in a great great season and that God wants to really move us into something beyond ourselves right where you realize that Christ in you is the hope of glory and that's the only thing that's going to move things that's you know, if we're training as physicians, it's going to heal the sick too. <laughs> Come on, I'm a technician. <laughs> I'm going to pray for the sick and they're going to become healed, right? They're going to receive healing, right, because of Jesus. So, but we need to declare those things. We need to believe those things. We need to stand on the truth of God so that as, as we begin to, right, breathe forth, because it's the breath of God in you, whether you realize that or not tonight, you will, you will leave here knowing that. And there's so many things, you know, and I had, it was, um, I'll just go to the backstory of this, and, and I think maybe Dan will share the beginning and next service, because I think he has some things that I think will just also pertain to this, and just maybe wasn't the moment, but I want, I'd like to see that happen if you'll do that, all right? Dan, just nod at me. You'll do it. Okay. <laughs> so... Not that you have a choice, but, <laughs> but I just would like him to share a couple of things at the beginning of next week. Or so, but the reality is this: that I, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to release to you is way bigger than you think or know, right? And there's a reason why Paul calls us to prophesy, right? It, was, I, it came to me. A, re a reality last night that I was wondering, I said, why did he say, above all things, I'd like to see that, that the body of Christ would just prophesy, would just speak the word. It's because it creates. A prophetic word creates. And so we need to understand, and God is all about the wind and the breath and the ruach, which is in Hebrew. It's the breath of God. That he wants to do that in us and through us. And so I'm just going to, really, the backstory to this was that I, I called Jesse one of my spiritual sons. So Jesse, how many know Jesse and love, love Jesse Arsenal? Jesse. So he had, he had just asked me a simple question. He goes, I'd like to know all the things you know about the four winds of God. I said, I don't know much. I said, actually, Bob Jones has a lot of stuff, so go look at that. <laughs> I kind of copped out, you know. But it wasn't until this week that I just began to dive into it and just began to just ask the Lord about it. And, you know, it was a now word for me. I believe it's a now word for everyone, right? Because in order for God to move things, he needs you to proclaim some things, right? He needs you to begin to speak to your future, that it would come into the now. Right? That the, that the future things would just begin to manifest now in your life. And so I just really want to look at the wind of God, and, and I promise you it'll be more detailed than last night, and I'll actually get to scripture references because I was rust, I was not rusty. I was just under a, it was a powerful anointing last night. I believe people got healed. I believe people got set free. I believe lots of things happened last night. And, it, you know, it was a hungry bunch. And can I tell you, this verse came to me over and over this week. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they'll what? They'll what? They'll be filled. 
So we need to be a people that are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for truth. And I, I just feel like the Holy Spirit wants to reveal many, many things to us. And really, I couldn't shut off the revelating this afternoon. I was by myself. Don't leave me alone for too long with a Bible and, and, and some time to myself after I just had a really, really good night under the anointing. It was really, really good. And so God just expanded what was already inside of me. And so we don't have to be out of here till midnight because everyone's got tomorrow off because it's President's Day. So we'll preach till the midnight. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think I can go that long. But if God was in it, we could do it, right? If God has to be on it. So I just want to encourage us tonight. You know, when God created man, he did what? He formed man, and then he breathed into him. And the life of God, begin to, it comes into every person. Ha. Every person, every person, the life of God in every person. I believe that. And so that happens, and then at some point, right, we lose our innocence, we lose our awe, and, and the relativity of, of understanding God, right? Because when you're, I'm sorry, but when you're a child, there's just this grace on your life. I believe that. Why? Because the heart's pure. And then, come on, things begin to come in, and, and we need to begin to, to, to understand and know that we need salvation. Every person in this room needs Jesus. Every person in this room needs to give their life to Christ. Every person watching that's not saved, come on. They need to give their lives to Christ. And so we realize this, that the, the, the Lord formed man and he breathed life into man. That's Genesis 2, 2, 7. And he said that the wind, right? John said this. The, Jesus said this in John. I said that last night. Same thing. He said the same thing. Twice. Even on take two, I can't get it right. But Jesus said the same thing in John. He said that the wind blows wherever it, come on, wherever it's supposed to go. And, and you can't necessarily, you don't know where it's going. That's a paraphrase. But John 3, 8, the wind blows where it wishes. And you hear what? The sound of it. And I'm asking you tonight, are you hearing the sound of the wind? Are you hearing the sound, which is God's voice, being released over your life to bring you into a, come on, a good expected future? He's really got a good, good expected future for you, and he wants to bring you into the fullness of that future. And so... We see all through Scripture. It's all through Scripture. I'm telling you, if you guys will just go and be a Berean and begin to look and seek the Lord and ask Him and dive into the Word and you begin to see everywhere where the wind, where His breath, where the things that He wants to release into the earth. And I'm going to speak about uh, mainly Ezekiel and the, and the things that Ezekiel had seen and saw. And, but there's so much in Scripture you know, it was Acts 2 and 4 that said what? That there was a sound. And who, who was the sound? Come on, the sound was someone. It was Jesus. It was the Spirit of God. It was the Holy Ghost coming to earth to what? <laughs> Breathe back into man once again and make very much alive the church. And so I know this. That, come on, that, that my Bible says, I don't know what your Bible says, but my Bible tells me that the last days, that the reign, that the glory of the latter house will be much, much greater than the former. That means the last days outpouring. The one, and the one that Peter said, this is that. Well, you know what? We're still saying this is that. This is that. So don't be confused because God wants to speak and he wants to roar through you. The breath and the voice of God wants to come through your life in ways you don't imagine, you don't understand, but we need to yield, come on, yielding 
to what the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us, but I want you to hear the voice because it's all about hearing. And then we hear, when we hear, we need to what? Obey, but we need to, it's probably something you, you're going to speak. It's something you need to begin to declare over your life that will make things not so fuzzy. Come on, it brings clarity. When you begin to speak the vision, make it plain. So Ezekiel 37, 9. And I'm just going to talk about the four winds. I'm going to talk about the north, the east, the west, the south. They all mean something. Prophetically, they mean something. Prophetically for your life, they mean something. But Ezekiel, verse 37 and 9 said, He said to me, prophesy to the breath. And one version says, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, say to the wind, thus said the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Right, I'm going to pray for you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, you want to ignite words inside of us. We thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit in this room right now. Lord, I pray, Father, whatever you did last night, Lord, you multiply it. Lord, because this is, this, is, this is our tribe. This is our people, Father, right now. We just thank you for who you are. And I thank you, God, you want to release something greater than we can understand. So we set aside our, our natural mind to receive things by the Spirit. And I thank you, God, that you came to breathe life into every dead bone. I thank you that you came to breathe life and put sinew and make form something out of the things that we speak forth, that, that those things would rise up and move. And so we thank you, God. We thank you. I feel like a caged panther tonight. I will pace a lot. I just feel like this. This is the Holy Spirit that wants to do something in our lives. He wants to bring those dead things alive. And he doesn't want them just to just, you know, be formed and, and show up. He wants them to move, right? Because he didn't say just, you know, prophesy and make a, a valley of mannequins. No, he, taught, he said prophesy and make a valley an army, an army that's going forth. Call it the last days Joel's army. I don't care what we call it, but I do know this, that the Lord is calling forth a people to begin to prophesy. And we need to bring forth the future into now. Right? Revival's not far away. Revival's in you right now, if you choose. The presence of God moving and flowing in your life is going to move in a fashion where we desire, we're hungry for it, and we begin to speak it out, and we begin to declare it. And when we sit in a worship service, right, we just can't contain ourselves, right? We can't. It's not like boring. It's not like dead. But it's alive. So that anything you do, like when you're by yourself with God, there's life. When you're in the secret place with God, you can't contain what he's about to do because you know, and it's hard. It's, sometimes it's very, very hard because when God wants to speak things in your life, he speaks things, he drops things in your spirit, then you don't know, come on, do I share this with someone? What am I supposed to do with this? Because sometimes you're not supposed to speak the things, right? Sometimes the things that are in your spirit, you're supposed to hold on to. It's not ready, right? He said it to Daniel. These things aren't ready to be revealed. Sometimes things are not ready to be revealed. But I'm telling you, most of you are not speaking things. <laughs> I'm not going to give you an out on this. Because sometimes God's speaking and he's wanting you to step out and begin to declare the things that he's spoken to you. What happened to Joseph when he began to speak the things that were spoken to him, huh? Yeah, he ended up with a, in a pit and a prison, and it takes a long time to get to the palace. But the Holy Spirit wants you to be a people, right? We don't live out of that place, right? We don't live out of a place of being thrown in a pit. But I'm telling you, the life of God, so I just want to, I'm going to hit on a few things. The north wind, because the north wind is strategic. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I, didn't, I said it last night. I don't think God has real estate in the, in the north. And then this afternoon, I'm not convinced of it. 
I'm telling you, he likes the cold. I'll prove it to you. It's in Scripture. He likes the snow. Come on. I don't know why. I would think that Jesus would be hanging out on a beach somewhere in South America. But he's not, George. He's not. He's not. I'm telling you, the north wind is where heaven is. It's where heaven comes from. It's where heaven speaks from. I'm telling you, there's, and if you look at all these, right, you, if you begin to cross-reference, there's bad things, come on, there's judgments about the north wind, there's judgments about the east wind, there's different things, but I'm telling you, God is a God of grace and mercy, and we'll get into that when we get to the west, but the Holy Spirit wants us to understand that there is something coming. No, it's not coming. It's already here. It's already active in your life. It's already moving in your life. I said this last night that, the, you know, we continue. Prophets are classic for saying something greater is coming. And let us just prophesy to one another something greater is already here. It's already here. He's already moving. You've got everything you need. You need to begin to speak life to every situation that you're in. So it speaks of heaven, the north wind, and it speaks that God is from the north. It speaks of power. It speaks of glory. As well as the east. Come on, the glory came from what? The east gate. It's not by accident we're in the northeast. We're right where God wants us. We're right where we're right in the right place at the right time because I know this, right? Do I believe that listen, revival can start anywhere at any point in time, but I'm telling you, if if you stir the spirit of God inside of you, there's nothing that can contain it. So I need to call on the north wind, God. I need the north wind of heaven that comes right from wherever. It might be I I said he might be in Berlin. I can't even believe it. I don't believe it. Maybe the White Mountains. You understand what I'm saying? There's a reality that God is in the north. You know it's not geographic. Come on. I just like that concept. It makes me comfortable in the cold weather, you know, that the burning one's living right next door to me. Come on, he's in my house, he's in my life. So I just want us to just look at, there's a couple of scriptures. Ezekiel 1.4, because this was the beginning, right? Ezekiel began to go into visions. He said it was just these visions that came upon his life. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 4. Then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming out of the north. A great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself. And brightness was all around it. And radiating out of its midst was the color of amber, and out of it was the midst, in the midst of the fire. And so here's the deal. What does it look like when God comes in a whirlwind of fire? That's engulfing itself. Now I just, if you're a seer, and you can see, everyone should see. You're born again, you can see. No one can see the kingdom unless you're born again. You're a seer. There you go. Boom. Right? And so if you close your eyes and you think about that, what does that look like? What does it look like with a raging fire and a whirlwind coming out of the mountains? Come on, somebody. It looks like revival fire coming right at you. And I'm telling you right now, we need to begin to speak these things forth. My point last night, and it'll be tonight, America <laughs> need to begin to Speak life to America. You need to begin to speak life to your family. You need to begin to speak life to everything around you that doesn't look like it's alive. It looks like, come on, well, maybe it should be judged. No. Maybe California's falling into the, into the Pacific. No, it would have happened by now. And it doesn't take a prophet to say that. Are you hearing me? 
God's looking for us to begin to speak into our life. Our life. Begin with yourself. Begin with your family. Begin with the people all around you. Begin with your neighborhood. Just begin to speak. God, I call in the north wind. You can call it. It's scriptural. It's not weird. It's scriptural. I asked for the north wind that would come. That heaven would come and visit my, my neighbors. That heaven would come and visit my living room. <laughs> that heaven would come and visit the bathroom. Wherever it is. Come on. That the power of God would be wherever you are. That the life of God would begin to regenerate everything inside of you so that you don't step outside of who he is and the whirlwind of God would absolutely overcome you. You know, I was sitting in the back room and I just felt like I just got enveloped. Like I, got, I had this like force field around me. And then I came out here. And God wants us to realize, and he wants us to be aware of the presence of God all around you. Be aware of what he's doing, right? Ready? Here's proof that he's from the north. Psalms 147, verse 15. He sends out his commands to the earth. And his word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. <laughs> and he scatters frost like ashes. He casts, <laughs> he casts out his, his hail. His hail. His hail. Like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? I can't even believe the Bible says this to be honest with you. He sends out his word and smelts them and causes the wind to blow and the waters to flow and declares his word to Jacob and his statutes and his judgments over Israel. Listen. He sends out his word and melts them. <laughs> You're not the chosen frozen. You're the chosen burning ones. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter where you're geographically located. God can do what he wants when he wants to do it if you just ask him. Right? There's always this tension. Well, does God just come so heavenly? No, I think he goes to those who are hungry. Draw near to him. He'll draw near to us. End of the word. If I draw near to him, he's coming to me. That's what my word says. That's what the word, that's what the living word tells me. If I draw near to him, he's coming to my house. Because I'm stepping towards him. And he wants to step towards every one of us in this room. He wants to step towards us individually. He wants to step towards us corporately and burn. Doesn't matter if we're in the north. We're in the right place. Come on, the north wind is where heaven is. It's where the power of God comes from. It, it's where miracles flow from. And so the east wind. The east wind speaks of what? Judgment. How do I know that? Look at Jonah. Jonah chapter, Jonah chapter 4 and verse 8. It's hap happened when the sun arose, God appeared in an east wind. And the sun beat on Jonah's head and he grew faint. And then he wished death for himself and said, it's better for me to die than to live. And I didn't explain this well last night. I know that. I just kind of flew away from it. But here's the deal. God's always looking for breakthrough. God's not looking to release judgment. God's looking to release mercy. Right? What happened? What Jesus referred to Jonah in the last days, right? Why? Because a nation can be turned in a day. Do you have faith for a nation to be turned in a day? Doesn't matter what this party says, that party says. Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter because Jesus is not a Republican or a Democrat. Come on. He's not. Jesus is looking for people that will begin to prophesy and not to prophesy judgment, but prophesy redemption and prophesy health and prophesy wealth and prophesy the good things of God over because he is good, right? So what happened with, what happened with Jonah? What's the lesson we received from Jonah just through this scripture? This is the east wind. Why did he send the east wind? Because he was not happy with Jonah. <laughs> it wasn't a nice wind. It was a torching wind, right? Why? So that he would not be comfortable in doing what he was about to do. He's saying, God, judge. And they repented anyway. He said, I'm calling you to speak repentance, to speak my goodness so that they'll repent. Are you hearing me? So what's the deal with that? What did they deserve? <laughs> what did I deserve? What does any nation, what does any person afar from, away from God deserve? I'll tell you what we deserve. Mercy. Deserve mercy. Deserve the presence of God to come to us and give us a, 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 an invitation to come and to repent and to change, right? So what's the deal with the wind? God's blowing a wind and he wants you to be in, come on, be in agreement with the wind. Not to speak judgment, but preparing the way of the Lord and preparing for breakthrough. What happened with David? Remember this, right? David was waiting. He was waiting to take, come on, take out the Philistines. And he said, God, what do I do? Do I go up? Do I go to, what happens? And he saw, he saw the wind. It was the place of breakthrough for him. It was the wind that brought breakthrough. Because it was a sign from heaven that showed him, it's time to go, I'm going to bring you breakthrough. You're going to see the way through. Because I've just, I've just given you the sign that you asked for. And so the Holy Spirit wants to speak something into our hearts that we have faith to believe. Can he save a nation in a day? Come on. He can do it. Whether we can perceive it, whether we can understand that, it doesn't matter how many million people, if it can be tens of thousands, it can be X a million. Why? Because the nations are a drop in the hat. Because he's well able to do it way above what we ask, think, or imagine. And so listen, here's, the, here's what I'm saying. What's your words need to line up with? Mercy. Your, your words need to line up with breakthrough. I see breakthrough for a nation. Doesn't matter what, what it looks like. If Billy Graham had been president, you think it would have been different? <laughs> I'm just saying, would it have been different? There'd still be the tension. It'd still be this tension, and it would take the whole body and mass revival. <laughs> Come on. Come on. God releasing his spirit over the land. Come on. Activating people in every state, in every, in every city, in every town to just begin to speak life, to begin to speak breakthrough, to begin to speak heaven, to begin to speak power, to begin to speak. Come on, God's looking for the breath that's inside of you. So the west wind, right? Oh, here, one more, one more, one more. Exodus 14, 21. Ready? Here's mercy. Here's breakthrough, right? Moses stretched out his hand over the, over the sea. 
And the Lord caused the street, sea to go back by the east, by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land and the waters were divided. Powerful. Ready? Powerful. What did the east wind do? It pulled back the seas, right? It was judgment, because watch. It was judgment over the enemies of God. Because what? It brought a, a place of breakthrough. It brought a place that prepared the way. It brought them through into what? The plate. Come on, they were headed for promise. It brought them over the Red Sea. It brought, brought them out of Egypt, got them free. And then what happened? It collapsed back on the armies of Egypt. And so it was judgment against those who are against God. Are you seeing what I'm saying? And so the Holy Spirit wants the church to be in this place. Come on. Are you going to stretch forth your rod and open and believe for an open way and believe for the things to be wide open so that you don't miss it? Come on. He could have stood at the edge of the sea. And then what did he, God said one thing. Put forth your staff. How many would have done it? Come on, they're coming in, they're closing in. Egypt's closing in. You know, you can hear the hoofs. You can hear the chariots. Are you going to put, this, put you straight forth your rod? Come on. Miracles are waiting to happen through your life. But it won't happen unless you stretch forth, unless you believe. Number three, west wind. The west wind. I said mercy a bunch of times on the east, but it's more on the west. Why? It speaks of mercy, deliverance, and the restoration of God. Here's where I see mercy. It said the Lord turned, Exodus 10, 19, the Lord turned a very strong west wind which took the locusts away and blew them into the Red Sea, and there remained not one locust in the territory of Egypt. Whoa. The west wind came as a blowing of the mercy of God to get rid of all the things that were devouring that which was causing famine. And God wants more things to flourish in your life. Come on. He doesn't want things to be in famine. And the Spirit of God is wanting us to speak forth and agree with the wind. He wants to restore the things of God in your life. He wants to restore the things, what, that the, the locusts have eaten. There's a promise of that. And so there's this constant tension in God. God is calling every one of us to be in agreement with his breath and his voice and the things that he wants to bring forth. Are you in agreement with those things tonight? That's what I'm going to ask you because that's where it's going tonight. Are we in agreement with those things? And if we're not, God, bring us into alignment with the things that you're about to release over us. Because it is. It's about lining up with where God's about to send you. How do you shoot an arrow if you don't have a spot you're going? How do I align that with, come on, with my target? And God has created each one of you to be an arrow of deliverance to someone. Yes? God has created every one of us, every one of you, to be an arrow of deliverance for someone. That's the truth. It doesn't matter where we're at. He's given life to you. And we need to begin to proclaim the things that he's given to us. So I came to the south wind because I actually, I didn't have much. <laughs> but then this afternoon, I just got all this stuff poured out from the Holy Spirit. And I really believe he's going to bless you. And we need to grab hold of this part. We need to grab hold of the whole thing. Heaven's being released over your life, right? But the south wind speaks of it's a two-edged sword, this one, giving you what you want. <laughs> I'll let that sit for a minute. Because sometimes we're asking for things, and God, this was never God's plan. Remember the story. Remember the story. 
They're in the wilderness. They're getting fed manna. Daily manna. It's good. Probably not great, but it's good. And here's the deal. We are not satisfied with your daily provision, God. No. We want something else. And they were whining. Right? What do you get from God when you whine? Sometimes exactly what you ask for. So I'm just going to read this. Psalm 78. Psalm 78 is all about the miracles of God. It's all about the power of God and moving, right? But then he comes to these certain spots where he gives us a little lesson along the way, right? And he says he caused an east wind to blow in the heavens. Come on, there's the east wind. I'm not talking about the east wind. I'm talking about the south wind. And by his power, he brought the south wind. And so he rained meat on them like dust, <laughs> feathered fowl like the sands of the sea. <laughs> I mean, they had enough chicken to really make them sick. Seriously, right? He said he let them all fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwelling. And so they ate and they were filled, for he gave them their own desire. Now, is that wrong? No, God listens to our prayers. But I'm telling you, there's much more in what God wants to speak in this. He wants, sometimes he gives us what he wants, but this is speaking of one thing. It's talking about provision. It's talking about when we ask God for things, he will provide them. Come on, somebody. You believe in that? Are you believing for greater than you, you, you have right now? Yes. That's not being stingy Christians. I'm talking about believing God for provision. I'm talking about asking the Lord specifically. They asked specifically. They wanted bird. We're sick of this manna, sick of the bread. We want bird. And they gave him, he gave him bird, boy. Lots and lots of bird. But it talks about, ready? The south wind speaks of provision. It speaks of blessing. It speaks of promotion. It speaks of increase. How many want the south wind on your life? I want the south wind on my life. I want the east wind on my life. I want the west wind. I want the mercy of God. I want the restoration of God. I want all these things on my life. Ready? Because I'm going to show you. Because in, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about the gates, right? It talks about the south gate. And I'm just going to touch on, on Obed-Edom for a minute. Because there's something powerful that we need to understand. That when he releases something and it comes from the south, Obed-Edom was known for what? I'll tell you, I'm glad you asked. It was when the ark, remember, judgment came. Someone died for touching the presence because it fell off the cart. What did Obed Edom do? He took in the, come on, he took in the ark of God into his home. And I'll tell you what, I found out about Obed Edom today. It was crazy. He basically, he could have fielded a football team. Come on, and boys and men, not, not deferring the women, but boys and men were like, that, that was, you know, you wanted boys. And so there was eight boys that came out of the crew, right? And they had up to 82 children. My goodness. Come on, somebody. Listen what happened. While he had, I'm telling you it's about fruitfulness. I'm telling you it's about provision. And I'm telling you, when you see, remember the word that we received? I received it over a year ago. It was about the provision of God. It was about God coming with what? The signs of babies, and they're still coming. That it would reflect something that was about to happen by the Spirit, and that was souls coming to Jesus, right? That so in the natural, so will be in the Spirit. And so we're going to believe the decree, because I believe the prophet of the Lord, it believed the prophets, Right? But it won't happen by me sitting here and preaching to you all day. Come on, i got to go out, take the net, and bring them in. Even if it's the fishing rod, i just got to do one at a time. Come on, and if y'all help me, then this place doubles, triples. Come on. And then guess what happens? 
Six becomes 682. Come on. It's multiplication. And this is all kingdom, guys. This is what I'm trying to get to you tonight. The wind of God is releasing a great, great possession of the kingdom. We can possess the kingdom by agreeing with the word, agreeing with the wind of God that's been put inside of you. Put inside of you. Open Edom. Why was the blessing on his life? Because he just, he, I just want the, I want the ark's gone now. We got rid of it. I busted it up. Just don't tell Chris. It's on, it's live. But the whole, listen, he hosted the ark of God. He was so, he, and I found out that he moved out. When they moved the ark into the temple, he moved out. He sold his property. Why? So he could go be in the temple. And his whole family was in the temple. Why? Because he was the head of worship. And all his sons and daughters, come on, they were, the, they were the worshipers. And not only that, his sons were given head over the storehouses. Ugh. Are you getting it? You know what storehouses mean? That's all the provision. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a miracle. That's a provision of God. It doesn't matter if you're looking for something, a brand new pair of sneakers. Come on, that's the provision of God. It doesn't matter what you're looking for. The storehouses are the miracles, are the things that God has yet to put on the earth, are the things that you haven't seen yet that are stored in heaven and are being waiting to release to you. And I'm telling you right now, the Spirit of God is wanting that to come upon this church and every church Every believer, come on, some Christian wants it, they can take it. But you just need to begin to prophesy. You need to agree, right? Ezekiel was quizzed. He said, can you breathe life to these bones? And he said, only you know. <laughs> Good answer. Only you know, God. And then he waited. What did he say? God said, then just begin to speak. Ezekiel, begin to prophesy to the winds. Ezekiel, begin to speak sinew and life onto everything. Let call this army forth. Begin to just piece by piece. And some of you are getting, some of you are getting part of what God's about to do. Yet the rest is coming. God wants to give you a taste. It's funny, even this afternoon. You don't know how hungry you are until you get a taste. Really hungry. But you don't know how hungry you are until you get a taste of something. Don't you know that? <laughs> Pika was in, uh, Josiah's friend was in, we were in the car course, you know, trying to do spiritual disciplines, and these guys are getting cheeseburgers. So they're driving up with me to the meeting, and Pika's like, I'm not going to eat the French fries, because if I start eating, I won't stop. Well, you only have so many French fries, bro. So do you understand what I'm saying? How hungry are we for the things that God is about to give to us? Because if I just, come on, once you... See, the thing with me is, God give me a little healing thing going, and I get real hungry for more, right? Bring one person in that will just give themselves to Christ. Don't you get hungry? God wants to give you more. So he wants the desires of your heart. But what are you hungry for, right? What's the hunger for? What am I hungry? What am I thirsting for? What's, what's going to satisfy? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Until God shows up in fullness, I won't be satisfied. And so here's the deal. God's wanting to grab us and pull us in to this whole thing because there's a storehouse that's ready. So whether, what gate, what gate do you want to go in? What gate do you want to blow into? Where do you want to go? I'm telling you, there's so much multiplied options for what God wants to do, but you need to hear. You and I both need, we all need to hear what that place is. Where is he calling me to? What's he saying to me right now? Am I following what he's saying? Am I going to begin to proclaim? Ready? We're going back to the voice. Am I going to begin to declare the things that he's spoken to me? And I, when I activate that thing, right, 
just came to me after. Right? Colossians. No, it's not Colossians, it's Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what's been written, I believe and therefore I spoke. And we also believe, therefore we speak, knowing that who raised the Lord Jesus up will also raise up, will also raise up Jesus and will present us with you for all these things for your sake. What's he saying? He's saying you need to begin to proclaim the things that are written. Ready? How do you prophesy? Four modes of prophecy. Ready? It's written word. This is prophecy. I don't have my iPad. It has a Bible in it. Right? The written word is prophetic for you. Let's start there. If you don't have an imagination to believe God for great things, I'm telling you, go right to the word. I tell you this all the time, but go right to the word because there's things in the Bible that you can believe for that he wants to release to your life. First mode of prophecy, the written word. Second thing he wants to do, he wants to begin to speak through you, right? Through the gift of prophecy, right? I desire that you all prophesy. I started with that. I desire that you all prophesy, Paul said. Why? Because you can begin to create through your words. That's not new age. That's Bible. You begin to speak. You begin to declare. You begin to, come on, when the Spirit of God is on you, you begin to release things that the Holy Spirit wants to do. Because we're hearing God and we're declaring the thing that he says. It's just like the, it's just like the prophets. Because you're going to declare a thing and it'll be established. So our words need to begin to line up and begin to move into a place where we're in agreement, complete agreement, absol uh, absolute agreement, absolved. Is that the word? You're in complete agreement with God. Nothing's changed. You're continually an agreement with God. You don't sit back and something goes wrong and you all of a sudden begin to doubt and then speak contrary. No, no. Speak to yourself about that. Right? Here's the great thing. I got a revelation last night. It's not my job to change anyone. I just need to unlock stuff. So I'm just unlocking things in you tonight. I can't change the way... Anything's going on inside you. I can't change one person in this place. I'm free from that. Because I need to just unlock stuff. I need to preach like I'm supposed to preach. And let everything else fall the way it falls, right? So the Holy Spirit's wanting to bring us into that place where we prophesy. And then what? The spirit of prophecy. Right? Remember that. Now, when we look at the spirit of prophecy, that's kind of weird because it says Saul, who was practically demon-possessed, went in the midst of the prophets and began to prophesy. Why? Because it had nothing to do with his character. But that's not you. Come on, your character is going to be under the spirit of prophecy. What's the testimony of Jesus is the what? A prophecy. So the testimony that God's given you in your life, it begins to reactivate things in people's lives. That's why people get touched when you begin to testify about what God did in you. It's prophetic. As much as you want to downplay it, it's prophetic. And then we have the office of the prophet. And I don't want that. I'm good with that. And you can have it. I shouldn't say I don't want it. I'll take whatever. I'll be available, right? Like Danny said, I'll be available. I'll be the sixth gift, right, to the body of Christ. Whatever you want to do through me. But here's the deal. If you're seeking to be a prophet, that's not probably a good mode to be in. But you, here's what the Lord wants to do. When, you prophet, when prophets prophesy, what the things that they do say, they don't maybe come to pass. 
Come on, is anyone 100%? I don't think so. But I'm telling you, God is looking for a place to live in a higher realm that we are right on, that we do believe. I'm, we're, ha we're having a guy in, in, in August that's, this guy's speaking international words that are coming to pass. Things about, uh, you know, President Trump meeting with North Korea, all these things that came to pass out of heavy stuff, Nas international events. And God wants us to live out of that. Come on, that we believe God for a, a higher word. Is that okay? God wants us to live in a place where we live believing that God's really telling us what he's telling us. <laughs> it starts with the word. It should be in the word. It should line up with things. But sometimes he's going to give you events. Sometimes he's going to give you words of knowledge. Words of knowledge are prophecy. Words of wisdom are prophetic. Tongues are prophetic. It's not of this world, man. And don't be ashamed of it. So here's the deal. What does God's move look like? What does it look like when he comes? I'll leave you with Matthew chapter 11 tonight. Because that's where I think the Lord wants to go. What's our expectation? Because remember the story, John the Baptist... He's in prison. After probably months earlier, may have, been, may have been a year. We don't know the time. I don't really know the time length. But he, he begins to question. Send these guys to Jesus and ask him if he's the one we're waiting for. Is there someone else? Why do I say that? Because if you read the whole entirety, and I'm not going to get into it now because you'll be here for another hour. But the whole entirety of Matthew 11 is about what are you expecting? And you, the move of God was right in front of you, yet you didn't see it. So here's what I'm saying to you. We need to begin to just declare that you're in the move of God. That Jesus is all around you. That the presence of God is all around. That God lives in the north right next to you. <laughs> I'm telling you. And this is what Jesus told him. He said, listen. The blind see, the deaf hear. The lame walk. All these things are happening. Everything that was prophetically supposed to happen is happening. But you thought something else. He didn't say that. But that's basically the message. And then, even after he was questioned, he exhorts John. <laughs> he builds up the prophet who's doubting in a cell, who's about to lose his head. So talk about mercy. Mercy always triumphs over judgment. Here's the deal. The Lord's looking for us to be a people that agree and that we begin to decree and that we begin to enter into a place where Holy Spirit is going to bring alive the words that are inside of you. He's going to begin to bring alive the things that he's spoken to you. Now right now in the room, if you're pregnant, you don't question whether that baby's coming. There's no question. So the Spirit of God wants us to be expected. And what do you begin to do? You begin to speak forth the things that God's about to do inside of you. You prepare a place. Does your prophetic word have a name? Does the words that God's give you have a name? Is the thing that God is birthing inside of you have a name? You know where I'm going with this. Something you need to take ownership of. Something you need to believe God in your life that you're going to raise and fulfill 
all destiny over that thing. The thing that God is birthing inside of you, that you take it and you take ownership. You possess it as if it's your own. And I think this is where we get mixed up. This is where we lie in a little bit of confusion. We don't take what he said and put it completely into that context. We want to put parts of it. and It looks like something. But the Lord's about to do something. He wants to activate that in your life. You don't need to stand outside of it looking at it. It should be inside of you. The breath of God is inside of you. The word of God is inside of you. The thing that brings forth life is inside of you. <laughs> Are you hearing me? And so it's not some far away thing. It's not a far off. It's something that can happen right now in your life. And so how are you believing? How are you seeing? I don't know about you, but I want to possess. I want to receive. I want to grab it. I want to move forward in it. So stand with me. your hands raise our hands up and just activate that father tonight we thank you Lord we call forth the four winds Lord I call it forth on everyone's life in this room Lord I thank you for the power of heaven I thank you for the life that comes from heaven I thank you God for for power and creativity that you're releasing now God more than you know Lord, I ask that you touch everyone in this room, Lord. There's a release, a fresh, fresh release. Lord, that you multiply it, God, upon each one of us. Lord, that we begin to agree that the living word would be coming forth into us and through us. And we begin to decree those things and they become established. Lord, not one thing would fall to the ground. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, God. Lord, let us just be hungry for those things. I thank you for what you've given us. Lord, we agree with the East wind. I agree for breakthrough for everyone in this room. I agree that you're preparing the way before we even get to the destination that you prepared the way to the next place, to the next level of glory, to the next level of wherever you're bringing us, Father. That you prepare the way. Lord, we possess the things that you have for us. We honor you, God. Lord, let our mouths agree with the mercy of heaven. And let our mouths agree with the increase of heaven. Now here's the deal. As they begin to sing, it would do you well to just begin to express some things and line your language up. I want you to do it loud. <laughs> Why? Because this whole thing's about the breath. The whole thing's about your voice. The whole thing is about you speaking the things of God. And it has to be an utterance. I'm sorry. It has to be spoken. So we believe that, God. So we take authority right now, God, over any thoughts that are contrary to your spirit right now. Lord, I thank you for the dominion of the Holy Spirit in this place. And I thank you, Father, for your life 
and your life abundantly in the people of God right now and every person in this place. Lord, I ask that there's a release, a release inside of us to possess the things that you've spoken and Lord, to begin to declare them. And I want you to begin to declare them right now. You can pray in the Spirit. I don't even care. It doesn't have to even make sense. Just begin to declare it. And the Spirit of God would speak over us that we'd hear. And then we begin to release. So we thank you, Father. We come into agreement with what you're doing. In Jesus' name.